0: Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello everyone, this is Umar Hamid, your host, and welcome to the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategies, and advice on how to make you better, stronger, faster. Get ready for another episode. Today I'm sitting down with Jeremy Walsh, he runs a team called Simply Referable, which is like a totally brilliant name. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. So Jeremy, in uh, 60 seconds, tell us who you are, what you do. Uh,
1: I am a licensed real estate professional. Um, primarily our team services Central Maryland, and uh, we help buyers and sellers buy homes and sell homes. Um, over the course of my career, we've created what I consider to be a, an experience for people. Um, that we call the Simply Referrable Experience, which is creating an experience where uh, your clients will want to tell other people about, about how you do things, uh, the reason that you do them, and ultimately creating a referrable experience where we build our business
0: 99% exclusively by referral at this point in time. Brilliant. So t- so tell me, how is your experience different than the average realtor? Like what do you do from the first hello? Walk me through the process that creates this repeatable experience that gets you, you know, referrals. Yeah, well I think the first process is
1: that um, when we meet with somebody, we want to uh, one, understand exactly what it is that they're looking to do. And because most of the people that come to us are coming to us by referral, Um, We already have an existing level of trust that we have with that person. And um, so we just sit down. We'll do a needs analysis. We'll try to determine exactly what it is that they're looking for. Um, Throughout the whole process, what what we want our clients to understand is that this is more about um, a transaction. It's more, for us, it's about a relationship, a long-term relationship that we're trying to build. And we really don't want to just do a transaction and then forget our clients. We want to be there for them all the way through different life experiences that they have we want to be a resource in real estate for them Um, and ultimately what happens is we actually become their friends over time and then they want to uh, send us to their family members and friends because we already have that established level of trust when we go through the process we're all about service 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 my philosophy is that speed creates trust with somebody so if you're going to be servicing somebody in real estate or whatever business you're in Speed is very important when it comes to service. Strategic because, advantage. Exactly. It creates a strategic advantage, which ultimately builds trust, which then will create a relationship. And once you have a relationship with somebody, they will do business with you. And then ultimately, if, as long as you service them at the right, in the right manner and create a wow experience, is what we call it, then they will refer
0: you to other people. So let's backtrack to, so you have this intake interview right off the gate. So I would suspect that, you know, probably 80 out of 100 realtors do that. How do you guys do it differently that starts building that trust?
1: Yeah. Well, the first thing that we do is we always thank the referral source first. We'll Mm -hmm. call them personally, and we'll also send them a personal note. We're big into personal notes. Uh, because we feel that that is a good way to wow somebody. Uh, But then we'll bring them into our office or we'll meet them at their house if they're a seller. And the biggest thing for us initially is we wanna take time to get to know them as a person versus what they're trying to do with real estate. We feel once we get to know them as a person, then we ultimately can understand what what their needs and their goals are related to real estate. And then we just bridge the gap between who they are and where they wanna go. And then our system and our process takes them one step at a time through that so that they're comfortable through the whole experience and ultimately we get the result that they're looking for. Take me through, you've got a team, how many people in your team? Right now it's six of us total. So it's myself, I have a director of operations, I have a director of sales, and um, two agents that help us with showing properties and they're building their career at the same time. And also have an agent, a team agent that... Works with us uh, to utilize our systems and our processes and our and our admin team, but they primarily work uh, on their own and they just use us for support. So it's a total of six of
0: us at this time. How do you instill this level of customer care? Because you know, one, you can talk about it, but getting people to actually get it in their hearts and their minds is a different thing. So how do you instill that? level of connection with your agents so they actually can represent you in the right way? Well, I think the first
1: uh, step to the whole process is you have to lead by example. Uh, And what I mean by that is I'm not a leader that's going to ask somebody to do something that I'm not willing to do day in and day out. So you walk your talk. Walk the talk is a big thing for me. Lead by example. I'm very committed to the process, although I am a team leader. Um, There are a lot of team leaders in real estate and real estate agents that Um, are no longer involved in the transactions. I believe that to be the best leader possible in real estate for my team, I have to still uh, be connected to the process of working with buyers and working with sellers. So leading by example is huge. The other thing that we do is we have a weekly team meeting where we are constantly uh, talking about personal growth and development, professional growth, leadership, mindset. We want our agents to grow from within so that they can service on the exterior who they're becoming as people and so people will be attracted to them for the for the people that they are and the service that they will provide comes after that. So mindset is critically important? Mindset is probably the most important thing in my opinion as a real estate agent. I know a lot of people get into this business and they think because they have a license that all of a sudden they're going to have a a bunch of success but from my perspective is that if your head's not right then you're not going to be right in the field. So I attribute a lot of my success over the past 17 years of being in the sales business, uh, 10 of it being real estate, to mindset and daily rituals, things that you do that are going to help you succeed when you go out to go to work. I think the the more you work on yourself, the better you become in anything that you're doing, but it all starts with the mind. Brilliant. Uh, Do you have any partners in your uh, practice? No particular partners, uh, although I do feel that all of my team members are partners mm-hmm. um, from, a, from, a, from a partner perspective, uh, meaning that I like them to feel like they're partners in the business, um, but I don't have a financial partner in the business. It's, it's
0: just myself when it comes to. How would you describe the culture of your team? So if someone was looking in, what behaviors, what mindset would they see that would say, oh, this is a simply referable team? Mm-hmm. So what are you striving for in terms of behavior and mindset with your employees or your constituents?
1: Well, from a, buffet, from a behavior perspective, I think that we're looking for a service. It's got to start with service, mm-hmm. right? And my philosophy is that service comes from the heart. Yes. Okay? So I tell my team all the time, get out of your head and into your heart. Because I think when we think from our heads, we're thinking about ourselves But when we think from our heart, we're always thinking about serving others. And I think that that is the biggest thing that we bring to the table is that if you interact with myself or one of our team members, you're going to feel service from the heart. And that is something that people become attracted to because of who you are as a person, not necessarily what you're going to do for them. What you're going to do for them, I think, comes pretty easy and naturally, once you've been doing real estate for a long time, because buyers have a certain goal that they're trying to accomplish, and there's a process to that, and sellers have the same. Uh, But what we're really trying to do is get
0: people to buy to us as people first, and then professionals Going back to that heart thing, heart thing really comes from, uh, it's the intent of what you're doing as well. Yes. And that's the betterment of everyone uh, in the transaction, whereas sometimes when we come from the headspace, then it's more on occasion more self-serving or more mechanical rather than effortless and flow Right. And people can feel when someone's coming from their heart to serve them versus, I need to do this because uh, I'm going to get more business out of it, people can sense it right out of the gate. I believe so. I mean, I believe that to be true. I've certainly had experiences like that myself, where
1: I feel like someone's trying to get something done, a transaction done versus understanding who I am and what I'm really looking to do. And I tell my team all the time, this is not about today. This is about a long-term perspective. I mean, what, it, what are we going to look like as a team 20 years from now, 30 years from now? Because the reality of it is, is that any successful business that has stood the test of mm-hmm. time uh, has a long-term perspective of, and when you take a long-term perspective of service and growth, you're going to do things differently today to achieve greater results in the future than you otherwise would if you took a
0: transactional approach. Absolutely. And going back to that heart head thing, we've all been to a restaurant where uh, the hostess greets you, walks you over to your uh, table, sits you down, tells you that the waitress will be by soon. And uh, as that person leaves, you go, she didn't mean a single word of that. And someone else can do the exact same thing using the exact same language and you just feel like, oh my God. Yeah. This person, it's like I'm a guest in their, in her house or his house, and we can just tell it as human beings when it comes from that. So going back to the culture piece of you want people to really realize that, you know, what are we going to be like 20 years from now? That you want to be, and I'm speculating here, different in terms of size and scope, but the feel, that human connection, you want that to stay true What you're doing now is what you'll be doing when you're bigger, better, faster.
1: Yes, that's exactly right. And I think that's one of the
0: hard things to do,
1: uh, especially when you're in a personal services industry, because we've been very fortunate where we've grown to a point where I can't necessarily be a part of every single touch point within a transaction or an experience, as we call it. So what you have to do is you have to then start duplicating uh, your service through others. And that's when you get into putting systems in place, which ultimately improve your culture because you're doing something the same way Consistently. each time. And when you do something the same way each time, you get
0: most of the time you get a, the same result each time you do it. And I think being heart-focused allows you to have the right intention in doing the process, which ensures the result is always uh, positive. Yes. And the Simply referable
1: Team name, I mean, it, that came from... Um, That was a tagline at one point Mm -hmm. in time, but I tell our team members, I say, look, Simply referable is not our team name. It's a way of life, in my opinion. And I think that if you're living true to that each day when you go to work with somebody, Um, that you want to be that person that they would then suggest to somebody else. That really is the culture. The culture is simply referable.
0: And it's also uh, the best measurement of how well you guys are executing what you do because if uh, you're having that first conversation, if it's just like, uh, I want to get this over with, people can feel it. If it's like, hey, this could be a valued customer that's going to send us 10 referrals over the next five years, then even that simple transaction, you have a a different mindset, a different connection, and it influences every aspect of your business, and I think that's totally brilliant. Thank you, and we tell our clients up front, our goal throughout this process is to create an
1: experience that you will want to tell other people about. If at the end of this process we have not
0: fulfilled that, then we have failed, and we take that very seriously. How often do you uh, interview your clients in terms of, tell me about this experience, tell me what we could have done better? Is there any kind of like uh, feedback loop to make sure you guys get better at at what you do?
1: That's great. So um, we typically always have a 30 day out call from after the time that they move. We Mm -hmm. feel that that gives them enough time to get settled and situated, whether they're in their new home or they've moved to a new location. Um, And that process is all about how was the experience? would you refer us? One of the things that st- we're starting to do now is we're actually backing that up with a with a client survey so that we really get the true feedback that we're looking for, not just them saying, oh yeah, you were great and you did a good job, thank you so much, but we wanna be able to really hone in on what we did right or what we didn't do so right so that we can constantly improve our process um, so that the client ultimately feels that we're always trying to get better. And those conversations are pretty easy um, because I feel that any time that we work with somebody, we, c- we do create a great experience for them well above what they're going to receive on an average level outside of working with us. And so the conversation is very easy to get that feedback. And then really, the true test is, would they refer us? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and like I said, everything we've always done has been referral based. And I built that from the start with the end in mind to build a referral business. I, I really have always wanted to do that, and that's what I've been focused on.
0: People have the best of intentions uh, on giving referrals. I had a great experience. But life gets in the way. How do you maintain contact, and how do you make sure that that's top of mind for them?
1: Mm -hmm. Well, one is I think we're very consistent. Um, My my philosophy is consistency uh, builds trust. And consistent in what? I think consistent in our messaging uh, from a marketing perspective as well as consistency and activity. So uh, in real estate, I think you have to do two things really well. I think you have to um, market consistently Mm -hmm. to your database, but also think that you have to follow that up with actionable steps that you can take. For instance, for me, it's making phone calls to my database and touching base. It's making sure that they're doing okay. Is there anything that they need from me at this point in time? Do they know of anybody else at this time that I may be able to assist? That maybe not be top of mind for them just as they go through their natural rhythm of their life. But if I'm in touch with them regularly and I ask them the question, then maybe it is top of mind. So we make calls monthly to our database. Nice. We send a lot of personal notes. We believe in the personal touch. Mm-hmm. And then we market consistently. At least once a month we're sending something of value to um, to our clients. um, And then we do uh, client appreciation events um, pretty much on like a quarterly basis. So give me an example of one of those. So one of the best things that we do, and I know a lot of agents are doing it um, now, um, where it's a pie giveaway. We call it a reverse reverse pop-by, where we're not actually going out to the client, but we're having the clients come to us. And I've been doing that at my house for the last five years. A lot of agents do it at their office. I feel it's a great experience to have somebody come into that personal your- personal connection. Yeah. yeah, personal connection come into your home. You know, I think that most um, most real real estate clients want to know where their realtors live and how right. they live. So w- we started to um, do that at the house uh, five years ago, and the results have been phenomenal. I mean, the amount of people that that come out is is truly remarkable. It's one of the most heartwarming things that we do it really um, is. it's around Thanksgiving obviously mm-hmm. and um, it's how many give, pies did you give away? last year we did 250 pies wow um, and all these people are people that we've touched over the last 10 years of our career I have people coming that I sold my first home to or their first home uh, but first experience for me back in 2007 nice and they're coming you know 10, 11 years later back and sometimes they bring a friend that's looking to buy or sell um, but most importantly it's just all about connecting with the people and um, and just seeing all the all the faces and, and the relationships that you built over time is really really meaningful
0: who's one of your mentors in this industry or locally where you go you know this person is doing it really really well um, Well my, I take a lot from from different
1: people throughout the industry I have a lot of friends in the industry that I, I try to pull see what they're doing well what's working for them uh, I'm a big, proponent of personal growth and development, so I'm always trying to mastermind with other agents. Nice. Um, And that includes agents that haven't built a business like we've built, because I think that I can learn from the new and -and up-and-coming agents as much as I can learn from the seasoned veterans. Um, I've been very fortunate over the course of my career to have mentors in place uh, each step of the way. But today, I I don't think I have a particular mentor besides the books that I'm reading and and some of the podcasts that I listen to. primarily
0: you're keeping your finger on the pulse and learning what you can. Yeah.
1: And my friends in the industry, I mean, all of us that are doing things at a higher level, we're in pretty much constant communication. Um, And one of the greatest benefits that I've ever gotten is is actually just sharing my story. So I do go to different offices throughout the uh, area, and I'll share what I'm doing and And from that I really learned so much and it helps me to continue to grow. Isn't that
0: brilliant, it's like when you teach you learn so much. Yes, exactly. If you were, your business, uh, your team has been around for 10 years? 10 years. I mean, I started as a, I started as an
1: individual agent in 2007, part-time. Went full-time in 2008, the worst real estate market of all time. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, I didn't know that was happening. I just saw you know, everyone was exiting the business and I, I just didn't know anything else, but I had to go to work and I had to get results because I had, had left my job, I didn't have any other options. So I sold 14 homes my first year in the business in 2007, 2008 I sold 14 homes full-time without the full-time job that I had right. in 2007. And I thought to myself, wow, like, what is wh- what? am I gonna do? Like this is this is this is kind of crazy, but what I did is I looked at those twenty-eight sales, and I and there was one reoccurring theme. There were people that that liked me, trusted me, and they gave me the opportunity to um, to work with them. Mm-hmm. And so that's where the whole referral business mindset came from. I'm gonna build this uh, one relationship at a time, provide a great service to people, and um, if I do it the right way, I think we'll continually grow. Each and every year, and we so have how many houses are you doing now? So last year we closed 125, nice, um, which was awesome. It was the best year we ever had. We did uh, just right around 40 million in, in real estate sales, and uh, this year we're on pace to do over 150. Our goal is 175, um, and so we're we're on pace now to do just that. So I think we're, we're we've done a really good job this year of continuing to do the right things and
0: help people the way we help them if someone was uh, had been in the business for let's say two, three years and now they're starting to uh, put a team together, what would be three pieces of advice you'd give somebody starting a team now that you know with your experience that uh, this would be really, really useful to build a successful team? I think the first thing that comes to mind um, would be to make
1: sure that you find the right first hire. And what I mean by that is I think in real estate what happens as you become a productive agent, you hire um, out of need, but you don't take your time through the process to make sure it's the right person um, because it takes time to train somebody. Right. And in order to speed up, you gotta slow down. And that's one of the hardest things I think for real estate agents is to slow down in order to speed up and actually take the time to train somebody effectively. So I would say um, be patient, on your first hire, make sure it's the right person, begin with the end in mind. So make, you know, you wanna hire, you're not hiring just for now, but you're hiring for the future because the only way to create a successful team culture is to have people that stick with you over the course of several years. Yeah,
0: makes perfect sense.
1: So that would be my first thing, be patient, hire the right person. My second one would be um, hire sooner than you think. Yes. Okay, because that person's gonna help you to free you up if you hire the right person, to be able to do the things that are gonna ultimately build your company uh, to be more successful. So that's two, Uh, and the third thing I would say is make sure you have a system in place and the time available to train that person. So you're going to have to really time block your schedule effectively to be spending time with your people. And I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I have had as we continue to grow our business is that you don't always have the time that you need um, to spend spend that time that is going to make that person the most effective. You can't just delegate everything without training somebody. You have to train someone in order to be able to delegate effectively. Absolutely.
0: Makes perfect sense. And
1: so you will slow down in order to speed
0: up. But if you do it that way, then you know you're doing it the right way. And once you do it uh, well once, then you can cookie cutter that and it'll be much easier for the second hire. Yes. Well,
1: ultimately what I think you're trying to do in a team environment or any organization that you're building is that you're trying to hire the right person initially that can
0: then hire the next person effectively. Jeremy, thanks so much for sitting down with me. My pleasure.